This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We've been hearing about it in the headlines for a while now. Vaping is causing some serious health concerns. Earlier this year, a 17-year-old boy ended up in hospital for 47 days after vaping e-cigarettes for just five months. He was put on life support and almost required a double lung transplant. And before that frightening episode, he was in perfect health. A total of 13 vaping-associated lung illnesses have been reported in Canada. U.S. officials, on the other hand, have reported at least 48 deaths and more than 2,000 hospitalizations. The Toronto Board of Health is supporting tighter rules around vaping, calling for the provincial and federal governments to take action to curb the use of aerialized liquid products, especially among youth. Nova Scotia became the first province to announce a ban on flavored e-cigarettes and juices. It will take effect April 1st. Ontario, apparently not ready to go that far, but it is banning in-store promotion of aerialized liquid products. I'd like to give the numbers out if you've had some experiences with this, maybe with a family member, maybe with a friend. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And right now, I'd like to go to respirologist Dr. Teresa Martineau, and she was one of six physicians who managed the care of that teenager. We were just talking about, and she is one of the authors of an article on the case in the Canadian Medical Association Journal. Dr. Martineau, thank you so much for being with us. Hi, Libby. Thanks for having me. So how dangerous is this? You know, I think we're discovering that as we go, essentially, but uh, really this was a wake-up call to, to many of us, at least the physicians that took care of this case, uh, where we saw firsthand how um, Vaping can really cause this acute illness that we haven't seen with other tobacco uh, products in the past. Uh, this uh, gen- gentleman, as you said, went really from being a completely healthy 17-year-old to being at the brink of death within um, a few months. I know, it's crazy. I mean, we know that smoking kills, but it usually takes, you know, 30, 40 years. Exactly, and I think that's what we were expecting to see somewhat with vaping as well, and these acute illnesses are not a huge surprise given the chemicals that are contained in them, but still I think the the, um, magnitude of this has been uh, sobering. And is is part of it because, I mean, in terms of a dose, I mean, if you were smoking cigarettes, you, I guess, had an inkling of how much you were smoking. Do these young people, do they know how much they are ingesting? Yeah, I think that's one of the problems. It's a very accessible product that uh, people can uh, vape essentially continuously. You know, what I've heard from um, um, teenagers and such is that they sometimes consume this continuously uh, throughout the day, and probably the, the ingestion over time is actually higher than from cigarettes, where especially nowadays you have to exit the building and there are greater regulations around uh, um, uh, continuously consuming them. So probably the dose may be related to it, but other, uh, also the, 
the product um, chemicals are different between vaping and cigarettes because in the vaping products, it's an aerosolized liquid that contains different substances, some of which are actually known toxicants to the lungs. Yeah, and uh, it's it's the flavoring because that's that's what you know gets these kids hooked and and um, kind of uh, gets them interested in these products. I mean, originally this was touted as something that would help people who had trouble quitting smoking, which I would assume meant mostly adults. And clearly, the industry has aimed this at children. That's been especially alarming, um, given the flavoring agents that we have been hearing about. You know, the, the young man, again, that I took care of was consuming uh, flavored uh, vapes that had uh, brands such as Dew Mountain, Green Apple, Cotton Candy. Those are just, they seem to be targeted at children and young people. So that's, that's concerning. Was there any issue that these were a counterfeit? They were, they were, you know, from China or something? I remember hearing something about that. There was no evidence of that. He was buying um, over-the-counter cartridges uh, through online retailers and and, and uh, shops. So we we didn't have any evidence of that. Uh, and um, what about? Is there any difference between vaping, you know, the the regular e-cigarettes and people vaping cannabis? So. Um, Again, I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert in the, the manufacturing of these substances exactly. However, um, the way that these cartridges come is that you can buy the, uh, the flavoring agent separately and mix them with either nicotine or THC in some settings. Um, and this gentleman was buying um, flavored cartridges and also uh, mixing it with THC to some extent, not all the time. And uh, the reports, you know, that the U.S. experience has been larger. And from what we know, many of, about 80% of the uh, vaping-related lung diseases were in people who were consuming THC as part of their vaping products. Okay. And is it only related to this uh, flavored stuff? Or if, if you vape it without flavorings, it, 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 does that work out better? Yeah, not all the, not all the vaping products that were associated with lung diseases had flavored substances added to them. Um, I think, so the, the important issue here is that the number of different lung diseases that have been seen in the context of vaping are numerous. There are at least 18 to 20 different types of lung wow. diseases that we have seen in the t- context of vaping, which is likely related to the fact that they're due to multiple different substances in the vaping uh, products. The, and these include the flavoring agents, but also all the other things that are in there, including the vitamin E acetate that has been uh, linked with, uh, it's, it's a thickener used in THC. Um, there are other products such as formaldehyde, particles, heavy metals, and other substances that have been found in these uh, uh, vaping uh, cartridges. I, I, I want to throw this out again. You know, just the other day, I heard a story from a friend about uh, a, a relative of hers, a young boy, also 17 years old, passing out at a party just out of the blue uh, because of vaping. And he'd been vaping for about a year. And I just want to throw this out. I'm sure that that other people, if I've heard it, you know, just kind of out and about socially, I'm sure other people have too. The numbers four one. 
1-866-740-4740. Toll free 1-866-740-4740. I'm talking to Dr. Teresa Martin, who we're talking about vaping. She was one of the doctors treating this 17-year-old boy who had a very scary brush with death. And as I said, I just heard about another 17-year-old boy passed out because of this. Um, I would think, Dr. Martin, knew that this is the tip of the iceberg. I think so. It's it's very early in the epidemic, and I think we'll be seeing more. I think everyone should be tuned, and I really encourage people to uh, pay attention and try to get all the data if they're considering such products because uh, we're really learning about this. I think regulations uh, will be coming, hopefully, and will help us uh, through all this, but this is uh, alarming. Uh, again, um, you know, do you think that this was... Uh taken to market really much too quickly it was really extolled as this it would be this panacea for people who can't quit well in retrospect i would say probably we you know having seen all the all the diseases that have been seen in the lungs from these products uh, uh, we wonder whether more testing could have been done and again the substances that have been found in the uh, vaping uh, liquids some of them are known toxic agents to the lungs. The flavoring agent, diacetyl, that we thought was maybe involved in the lung disease of the 17-year-old that we reported on, is a known um, agent that has caused popcorn lung in the past in the po- microwave popcorn industry workers. It's a butter flavor agent that has been uh, used in popcorn. It's um, safe for ingestion, but it is very toxic when inhaled. Wow. And uh, in terms of the response from governments, are you finding this too slow or appropriate? What, what do you have to say about that? As a physician, you know, we always would want to see something much faster. But uh, I think the most important uh, thing here is that we are discussing it. We are exposing the facts and the data. Uh, this is being talked about. Hopefully people are paying attention. And there is some response from the government, which hopefully will move in the right decision, uh, direction. And do you have any advice for parents? I mean, first of all, is it is it really easy to tell if your kid's been vaping? Probably not. You know, this is all over the schools. Uh, there are reports that um, 10 to 25% of high school students are exposed to this and maybe vaping. Um, these are products that are being passed among uh, the youth. Uh, sometimes they won't even bring it home. So I don't know that parents will always have 100% control over this. And I think the best thing they can do is ensure that their children have heard about it, talk about it, try to make sure that they know the data. Um, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, there will be regulations that will limit access for children, especially to, to these products. I think that will be important. And the, um, the additional thing to know is that there are safe uh, nicotine uh, replacement products and safe ways to stop smoking if people want to consider these. Uh, that the vaping is not, um, not the, the way to go. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to leave us with on this? Yeah, I think, uh, again, I, maybe I'll just expand a little bit more that uh, if, if people um, need help to quit smoking or quit vaping, they can reach out to their physicians. There are uh, online resources, and there are uh, nicotine replacement products that do include actually inhaled products as well that are medically approved and safe, and I, um, I think people need to know about this and pay attention to, to, to the evolving epidemic and to the uh, data that's coming out. I think uh, uh, it's important to be informed, and if you decide to... Uh, pick up vaping, at least do it with full knowledge of the possible risks involved. Okay, which you've sparked another question very quickly. Uh, is the, uh, do, how quickly does it take these kids to get addicted to this? 
That's a good question. Uh, depends um, on exactly what they're using. Nicotine is very addictive. Some of these uh, vaping liquids contain very high amounts of, of nicotine. Um, it probably is on the order of weeks weeks to months. Um, depends on each person individually and all the consumption. Wow, weeks to months. Dr. Teresa Martinu, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.